This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Hello everyone. Takaho. Selamat datang. Konnichiwa. Hola. 안녕하세요. Assalamu alaikum. And Kiora. Connecting Cultures Features is a show by and for the beautiful and diverse multicultural people of Dunedin. Join me every Friday noon for Connecting Cultures Features on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM, podcast on oar.org.nz. Yeah, 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 yeah
It is now 12 p.m. and you are listening to Connecting Cultures Features on RFM. Hello everyone, welcome to Connecting Cultures Features, a show by, for and about the multicultural people of Dunedin and New Zealand. So today, um, joining me is my really good friend, Paula. So she's zooming in from Wellington and I'm catching up with her after a while. Um, and we're going to talk about her cultural identity and also what it means to be a rainbow ethnic person uh, in New Zealand. Kia ora, Paula. Hi, Kira, Rina. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, yeah, it's really great to be part of um, such a nice group and to be able to talk to people all around Dunedin. Um, yeah, thank you very much. I'm really happy. Yay, thank you so much for uh, wanting to do this. I do want people to know like how we met. So um, we were working together in a food court in Meridian Mall, um, I think two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, two years ago, yeah, yeah, 2020, yeah. So it was a while ago, um, but I'm really glad we're still friends, like we're still following each other on Instagram and seeing you, your new updates and stuff, it's really great. Yeah, same, yeah, <laughs> thank mm. you. Um, so can you please give us a self-introduction to our listeners? Yeah, sure. Um, hi, everybody who's listening. Uh, I'm Palak. Um, I come from a city called Bangalore in India. Um, I was 21 when I decided to travel to New Zealand all alone. I had nobody that I knew here. Um, just made the decision because I had completed my bachelor's in microbiology and I was interested in um, diving deeper into the subject. So I came here to pursue my honors degree in immunology. And yeah, so I flew down to um to Dunedin that was that's my first home in New Zealand um it was a great experience um everything so far has taught me a lot um not only about myself as a person but also you know in professional terms in in during my degree and all the work that I've done so yeah it's been a it's been a great experience and um a little bit apart from I think the studies uh, part of it I think I really enjoy music I love music, I love sports, and I love reading and writing and eating. So, yeah, yeah, that's like a short introduction about me. That's yeah. so cool. And there's so many parts of you that we can talk about today. Um, I'm actually really interested, like, because you said that you chose Dunedin to come here as, like, to study. Um, why did you choose New Zealand? Yeah, so... Um, Honestly, I was uh, thinking about two countries initially. I was um, thinking about Germany or New Zealand. Mm. Um, it just so happened, honestly, that I, I did apply to universities in Germany and New Zealand. Uh, just so happened that I heard back from New Zealand first. Ah. And given that it was an English-speaking country, it made it easier because I would have had to learn German if I was traveling to Germany. So yeah, just based on those two things that I had just received confirmation from University of Otago and, and that it was an English-speaking country, I decided to move here. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be much easier than learning a whole different uh, language, right? Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so where are you currently at and what you're currently doing? I'm actually in Auckland uh, right oh, now. Oh, okay. I think, 
Yeah, I think the last time uh, we were in touch or the time that I was leaving Dunedin, I was traveling to Wellington. Mm. Um, I stayed in Wellington for a month and then I ended up moving to Auckland, uh, worked here as connections advisor at Watercare, which is the water provider in Auckland and um, worked there for nine months. And right now I'm working as a research assistant at the University of Auckland. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. That's so cool. Like, um, because I was there um, before you flew to Wellington, uh, because that was your plan that you wanted to look, find a job. Um, So I'm really Mm -hmm. happy that, you know, you got to somewhere that you want to be. Um, And I'm sure it took a lot of time and anxiety as well, not knowing and just moving to a new place, not knowing where you're heading. That's true. It did. And just because, you know, the country is new and you're like, okay, you know, I have to do something. And then obviously things with COVID have only gotten tougher. It hasn't really become, nothing's come easy after that. So yeah, I feel like it did add to a lot of anxiety. But um, yeah, I think it's all worth it. Like eventually when you do end up uh, in a good place, you're like, okay, you know, at least all that struggle made sense. So yes. it's, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad you <laughs> yeah. feel it feel that way as well. Like um, everything happens for a reason as well, and I'm sure, um, you know, you saw that silver lining behind the reasons why you had to experience all that. Um, I like I really um, I really appreciate listening to brave stories like that because I personally wouldn't do that. Like I wouldn't just go somewhere and not knowing where I stand and just find a job in a new city um but yeah yeah like people like you you can do it and like it works so that's very inspiring for people to listen yeah thank you i mean it does come with its own struggles you know like even when i moved from india new zealand and india are quite different in terms of you know people and culture and the just the amount of quiet that there is in this country compared to India where it's all hustle and bustle (laughs) um it it takes time to get used to it um and me just being young and just like exploring the world it it took me time and you know it's been almost three years now and I still haven't been able to go back so somewhere it's like you know okay yeah but but I've been really grateful because I've been blessed because I've been able to find people here who are who've been who become my family in New Zealand and that's been my support system and that's what keeps me going so yeah so yeah it's been nice I mean I wouldn't if I had a chance I wouldn't not do this for any reason Mm because the way it's helped me grow I don't think anything else could have yeah that's amazing and I'm really glad that you have a really good support system as well like having friends around mm-hmm. you who can help you that's true yeah I'm yeah. blessed <laughs> yeah um, I'm really <laughs> interested for us to talk about your cultural background um, the Indian culture um, but before we do that mm-hmm. let's go on a song break um, so you brought songs for us today can you share with us one of the songs yeah sure um, I think uh, I'm just gonna put this song out there because it's my absolute favorite song uh favorite hindi song uh it's called kabira it's from a movie called um ye jawani hai diwani which was a big hit in india and uh, this song is quite loved and it's very beautiful so yeah i hope our listeners enjoy it what's the movie about um oh the movie is just about this girl who's like a nerd and you know eventually she realizes um her potential and just like opens up and under like explores the world and just um, opens up a new new part of herself, like ex- just understands a new part of herself, and then you know how she experiences life after that. So it's quite she a fun movie. She sounds like you. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna listen to Palak's favorite song. So we'll be right back after the song break.
And you're back on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM. I'm Arina and I'm here with Pala. Hi, Pala. Hey, Arina. <laughs> Yay. Um, firstly, thank you so much for the song um, and sharing with us like your favorite. And um, like I said, you know, the song is about, the movie is about like a girl like you, um, which I'm really appreciating <laughs> that um, you brought the song for us today. Um, so... For this part of the show, um, I really want us to talk about your cultural background. Um, so how would you define your cultural identity? Um, so are you are you talking about like the Indian culture as a whole or just like the family that I come from? Uh, yeah, Indian culture as a whole. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with respect to, I mean, Indian culture, I think is very, it's very vibrant for one thing. Um, you know, India has a lot of different religions and communities and people from like very different identities that come together and make India what it is. Um, so you have lots of festivals and music and dance and languages and everything. So it's very vibrant. There's there's something for everyone in India, I feel like. And um, yeah, but obviously in terms of, and as much as I love the country and as much as I appreciate that we're growing and we're becoming better every day, there are things that can definitely improve. There are, you know, there are always, because of the population, there are always things like, like, you know, like with respect to the topic that we're talking about today, um, with respect to just the acceptance that comes with um, all the queer community um you know it, it will take a little bit of time for india to reach that space where everybody is comfortable and able to accept it into the community mm-hmm. so that's something that india is working on and i'm glad to see that things are getting better so there's definitely hope it's just a matter of time before you know we're on the map and known for the right reasons so yeah i mean i'm very proud of where i come from it's just obviously i feel like um you know it would be very nice and because i am from the queer community i think it would be very nice to belong uh, to a culture where i would feel accepted so yeah that's mm. something about the culture yeah yeah thank you so much for sharing that like um there is it's it's a really hard position to love your culture but at the same time like not love some parts of it that just makes you feel like oh my god why is it still like that um i can totally relate to you on that like um being from malaysia there are so many um political stuff that i really don't want to mention here um it's hard to you know love your culture when there are bad stuff like that um so let's talk about being an Indian in New Zealand so when you came to New Zealand what were the kind of things that you had to adjust um, or anything new that you had to uh, adapt for yourself yeah um, there were quite a few things just as I mentioned earlier just the amount of people that are here is much lesser than in India (laughs) in India it's almost like you know you would turn and there'd be so many people like on the roads or wherever you're staying like this this was very quiet for me and it's it's quite surprising how like um things shut down here quite early and that's not a thing in india india's like 24 7 there's something or the other you can do some place or the other that you can go and eat and it's not that here secondly obviously the food um took me a little time to like as much as i loved cooking honestly i never cooked in india so i started cooking (laughs) same only when it was you needed survival and it was not an option anymore yeah um 
so yeah but i did did really miss indian food um just people i think it's just about you know if you come from somewhere it's like you it's your home so you feel so comfortable being here but here you become an outsider so just you know having the confidence to walk up to people and be like okay you know i need help with this or you know i don't really know where like in the university just exploring the campus and being like okay i don't know where my classroom is or i don't know <laughs> and i don't know how things work here so how do i walk up to somebody and ask them you know and so yeah i i mean i think it took me time more than uh, adjusting to things i think it took me time to feel like i belong here um it was more about that and only once i started feeling like okay you know i've made a place for myself is when i started accepting everything as it came like uh, mm. like if if you know in 2020 when i did come as much as it bothered me that oh okay yeah, i'm not going to get stuff after 5 pm now it doesn't bother me as much because i've just you know felt like okay yeah this this is the way it is and it's okay so yeah it's just about make having that feeling that you belong mm-hmm. and i think that's come for me over the period of time that i've been here for yeah mm-hmm. i like that you know there's no point complaining anymore when you know it's not going to change because yeah. that is the culture here um <laughs> it's very interesting eh um mm-hmm. i'm interested to know like what Indian values or traditions that you still hold um today while you're in New Zealand? Mhm. Um honestly, um you know you can take a person like they say this about a lot of people and you know it's true for everybody. You can take yourself out of your home or your country, but you can't take the country out of you. Mm-hmm. Like you are always going to be I'm always going to be an Indian no matter where I go in the world honestly you know it's and it's just that I come from a family where they have instilled like a lot of values in us from the beginning and I feel like irrespective of the people around me or the community around me I'm still going to hold those values very close to my heart so yeah just that I really like enjoying you know festivals or like making lots of indian food or just you know those small things just keep reminding me where I come from and um i keep very much in touch with you know everybody all my friends and family just talk to them just like to know what they're doing and how things are going there just so that i'm you know in in touch with everything that's happening back in india and um yeah so i feel like there are there's been no change in my values um with respect to coming here it's just always there it's just about obviously you interact with people and you form different sorts of relationships but i feel like the values are still at the very core of it and they still stay the very same yeah Yes, yeah, I really agree with that. Um I like that quote that you know you can't get the country out of you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's like that for a lot of the like, international friends as well who who come here and um you know when they try to adapt um they they would feel a, a little like 50/50 for themselves, but once they're gotten used to it, like um you can still feel 100% like Indian, mm-hmm. but you're in New mm-hmm. Zealand, you know. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, there's no point losing yourself in the process. You know, exactly. you are a person, and if you're in a place that's forcing you to lose some quality of yourself, there's no point being there. Like you have to hold hold those values because they don't only remind you where you come from and just like keep you humble and keep you connected to wherever you come from, but they're also important in the kind of person that you are. They make you the person that you are. So I feel like there's no point in trying to lose them or becoming someone you're not. I think mm. you should just. just be who you are at least on the inside and um and hold it um close to your heart yeah yeah um do you have any um traditions or festivals that you're looking forward to this year 
Uh, yeah, I mean, back in India, I would have celebrated many more festivals. But here, <laughs> not, uh, yeah, uh, honestly, in Dunedin, I did have a lot of Indian friends, so we would get together and celebrate a lot. In Auckland, I don't have as many. Uh, a lot of my friends are still in Dunedin, so um, yeah. But we still the the couple of friends that we have here, we still try, and if not celebrate it in its true, true essence, at least just have a fun time together, sit around, chat, or just talk about our memories of those festivals back in India. Yeah, and that. Yeah, that that's that's okay for us. Like that that still reminds us that okay, yeah, this this is fun and this is nice and we can be happy, um, even if we don't get to eat the Indian sweets or do all of that, uh, you know, extravagant um, stuff. But yeah, yeah, mm. just simple, but just to remind us that yeah, okay, you know, something about a festival. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it's more about the people you're spending time with more than like the actual traditions. Yeah, yeah, mm. that is not true. It is, it is. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, so um, another thing that I would mention, uh, would like to mention about, you know, the Indian culture is that um, back in India, we have like 28, 29 different states with, you know, their different languages of like millions of people, different cities, you know, different cultures. And obviously, when you're in a state, you're speaking that one language or you're with that one community of people. So you're not very, you know, connected with all the different people in India. But um, what I've realized is that once you're out of the country, like once you are out, when I was here in New Zealand, and I would meet an Indian person, I don't think it mattered at all about which state or which community they came from, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's very like, you feel like there's so much diversity in India. And once you step out, there's so much unity at the same time, that irrespective of where you belong in India, you are an Indian. And that's the true, like, just the true feeling of it that okay yeah you come from the same place i come from and we have something that we share and then it doesn't matter which language you've spoken all your life or which which community you've been brought up in it's just about being from the same country and i think that's really beautiful because it's it's much beyond the um you know the the differences it's it's more like finding um yeah it's just more about finding unity and just being able to realize that it doesn't matter like if there's somebody from you know from India, you're just going to connect instantly and not care about, oh, where exactly in India you are from, you know? <laughs> so I find that quite beautiful. And I've started respecting that a lot once I came to New Zealand because I have friends from so many different places in India. Mm. And being in India, I had friends only from the city that I was in. Yeah. So it's given me that so much more perspective about the country that I didn't quite have when I was in the country, but I realized that once I was out of it. So that's quite beautiful, yeah. That's interesting, eh? Because you... Um, you went overseas to New Zealand and that's when you um, adapt more to uh, your own culture like you understood um, from people from your culture more um, so so that's amazing you know it's um, like migration really does that to you when you step out of your country your comfort zone and you mix with different kinds of people like people who are locals in New Zealand but also people who are from India but in different spaces that you'd never uh, met if you were actually in India yeah yeah that's absolutely true so it's quite nice and I think everybody becomes like that so irrespective of who you're meeting everybody's gonna give you a warm welcome and just be open to you and be like oh yeah like sure you know let's be friends so it's really it's a good feeling yeah yeah and thank you so much Fala for sharing that with us um you know Indian is such a beautiful culture and um i know that because we have indians in malaysia as well so um like i i celebrated diwali as well with my friends so um you know and 
coming to New Zealand, we still celebrate Diwali, and I can see how like there are some differences for like Malaysian mm-hmm. Diwali and New Zealand Diwali, and like Indian yeah. Diwali will be different too. But it's still Diwali, you yeah. know. <laughs> That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um so I'm really interested for us to talk more about the um like why I brought you here in the first place to talk about like um being queer and um also being an ethnic person and how that's like uh navigating that. Um but before we do that, let's talk about um let's go on a song break. Um so you brought also another song mm-hmm. for us today. Yeah, um, actually, this song that I brought here was for a very specific reason because I feel like um, it's very meaningful for today's podcast. Um, this song is—it's—it's it's honestly not a song that I listen to on an everyday basis, but it's a beautiful song. It's from a recent movie called the movie is called Kalank, and this is the title track of the movie. Um, honestly, what I love about the song is that this is a song, and very few of the Indian or Hindi songs that actually just stand for love is love and it Aww. just says that you know if you found love in in life you should always feel like you're blessed irrespective and you should not because a lot of people you know from the queer community might not be um proud of what they've received because because it's not easy acceptance from our parents or from our community so i feel like people judge that love people don't give it the the respect that you know a hetero um you know sexual uh, you know, love would have. So this song is very important because it just says that whatever kind of love it is, it is still love and you should feel blessed to have found that love in life. So yeah, that's why I shared this song. Mm, yeah, That is so beautiful and that is the perfect song for this Sidway. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. So we'll be right back after the song break.
Tago Access Radio 105.4 FM. I'm Arina and I'm here for Connecting Cultures Beaches, a show by for and about the multicultural people of Dunedin and New Zealand. Um, I'm joined today by Pala. Hi Pala. Hey Arina. Hey. Um, so thank you so much for being here um, so far. So we talked about your journey from uh, study to work in New Zealand. Uh, we also talked about your Indian culture okay. and the diversity of India and the like unity of um, Indians um, in New Zealand. So now I was wondering if we can talk about um, you being in the queer community and how that's like being a queer Indian person. Um, so yes, so you opened up to me about pansexuality. Um, maybe for our listeners out there, um, could you give us a definition of how that's like for you and how you identify with that? So um, pansexuality um, means that you have romantic, sexual, or emotional attraction towards people um, regardless of what their sex is or what their gender identity is. So basically, it's just when you are attracted to somebody and their gender or their sex is not a limiting factor for you. So it's just basically about the personality. You just fall for the personality of a person and you don't. it doesn't matter which gender identity they come from. So... Um, very honestly, I didn't, I was not very, you know, informed about um, all of these different topics and these different communities in the queer community. Um, it's only because, and this is one of the biggest, you know, blessings that I've had coming to New Zealand is the exposure that I've got here is just that knowledge of knowing that these exist and that people can fall in these categories because we are just brought up thinking there's one straight, you know, thing, there's, there's one right thing and everything else is not normal. So, um, yeah, so, so when I came here, obviously, this, this realization happened to me in New Zealand. And that's when I was doing my degree and I interacted with my classmates, ended up going to like a party at one of their uh, house. And we were just playing a game. And I realized that in my class, like a lot of people did not, you know, about 90% of the class did not um, identify as straight or heterosexual. They were all either bisexual or they just fell into different categories. And that actually 
you know brought me to question myself and think that you know what i've just been brought up with this idea that okay i am straight but have i ever thought of it like have i ever tried to figure out if that's what i want and you know through this realization um like this question you know started got me thinking and i then started like actually trying to understand myself better and um i fell in love with a trans man so i am now in a relationship with a trans man and through that relationship and i have realized that i'm pansexual so that's how it went that i realized my pansexuality i was questioning it and then this definitely confirmed it for me that i i loved him as a person and it didn't matter to me you know what the sex or gender identity was so and i absolutely and obviously when it did happen i was i freaked out because <laughs> i was like no this how am i going to explain this to my parents or how is it going to go down and it's going to be a battle i was like it is going to be a very very big battle but then it's just that you know i tried to deny it for a very long time but i just realized it was too strong a feeling and too pure a feeling to like give up on mm-hmm. and i i felt like you know some people are just worth fighting for and if i don't give it a chance because of because i'm scared of coming out to my parents or bringing this up in my community then that's not fair to to anything to to him or to me or to this feeling that we have for each other so that's why i gave it a go that's why i you know i was like okay we'll do this let's see how it goes um we're almost 2 years into the relationship now um and and yeah that's that's how being pansexual has been for me that's all about understanding my identity and um finding somebody who also respects that and together we've been able to sort of go through this journey and just realize our love for each other and that's been beautiful so yeah that is amazing pala like i'm really happy for the self discovery that you had when you came to new zealand um just uh just like just to share with you like i really relate to you when you said that you wouldn't get all these resources and knowledge when you're back in india uh the same way like in malaysia you wouldn't like like queer people don't exist in malaysia um they they exist but yeah they don't does this you know um I, so yeah yeah when i came to new zealand the first thing i did was um study gender studies <laughs> cuz i mm-hmm. really wanted to study something that i wouldn't get have access to in malaysia um so yeah, yeah. like learning about the different sexualities you know it's really interesting and um even though i don't identify as queer or anything but i want to understand um the dynamics of humans and social interactions and everything and knowing that it exists you know it's um and you know meeting people like you um which is why we do stuff like this we talk more about it um and i understand as well because like we're both asians you know there is like a really big stigma on this and um sometimes it's really hard to open up to your family so yeah. i do want you to share with us like um if you're comfortable how it was like um on that side you know being an indian and um talking about this with your family and just navigating that because i know there's a lot of queer um ethnic people out there who are still struggling yeah um honestly i should tell you that i haven't still come out to my parents so my parents are not um aware of and it's just it's a very simple reason it's just that this conversation is something that i want to have with them in person and i haven't had the chance to go back to india or see them in person yet so yeah whenever i do see them i would definitely like um to tell them about this um 
what I have been doing so far is I have been trying to build my support system back in India who can help me when I do want to talk to my parents because um, I so my parents are um, have been quite like um, they are conservative for sure and they've been quite uh, strict like in their upbringing they've been quite like organized they've been very methodical that okay this is right and this is wrong and you know you need to do this and you need to do well in academics and you need to go this certain way and every time that they do talk and you know of anything they they always assume that okay um you know that we would i would be interested in boys like cis men i would be interested in a heterosexual relationship only like they don't they don't ever question it because it just doesn't come to them because you know and and that's not a fault i mean i completely understand because when our generation is just getting the knowledge i cannot blame their generation for not having that knowledge you know for not having that exposure because they didn't have it it's not something that they teach in schools or they talk to without any stigma around it that everybody would have you know education around this so I feel like, yeah, so what, what I have just been doing is I have talked to my younger sister. I have talked to my best friends around there. I have talked to my cousins, you know, people from this generation who can help me because, you know, in a family, um, you know, talk when I'm talking to my parents, it would be great support if my sister pitches in and tells her point of view. And and it's so, it's so wonderful, honestly, I should, I'm just going to elaborate on this a little bit that um, my sister was the first person I told um, and this was about a month into um, into my relationship and I told my sister okay you know what this is how it is I identify as this and I'm in a relationship um, with the trans man and this is how it's going she cried the first thing she did was cried because she was like you know our parents have been so strict and you went out to New Zealand and I thought you wanted to make your life easier like what are you doing you're making it tougher (laughs) and she didn't get it she thought you know what's happening and she took a little time because it came as a surprise to her and um, you know she took a little time she eased into it and then once she read up about it she educated herself and she got back to me and said yeah this is totally normal like I'm sorry for reacting that way but this is totally normal and then I had her like you know talk to my partner and and they chatted and they got along really well and I cannot tell you how much of best friends they are at this point because they sometimes talk more than I talk to <laughs> oh my god I love that I lo- yeah, yeah I yeah. love when and like yeah, I love when partners get along with family more than you are, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, we haven't been able to go to India yet, but my sister keeps asking me when you guys are coming down because she wants to meet my partner so badly because she's like, you know, I miss him, even though I've never met him in real life. And I'm like, well, you know, that, that gives me so much strength, honestly. It yeah. makes me feel so good. You know, once you're accepted by people who are so important to you, I feel like it makes you feel proud and gets that discomfort out of you that, okay, maybe you're doing something wrong or it's wrong or something's just not right, you know? So I feel like, yeah, I, I still have to talk to my parents about this. But yeah, I'm trying to build like a good support system back in India and hopefully that'll help me. So, yeah. And you're on the right track, you know, if you've got your sister's <laughs> um, support and yeah. like she loves your partner, that is, you know, a really good step anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's a very good like sign as well you know yes. it gives you approval you made the right decision <laughs> yeah you know like um i'm really glad you have that support system and i can see that you know uh, people are very important to you um like i can see that you're a people person mm. yeah yeah 
and just like so as i was mentioning you know these things in india are just coming up and i wouldn't like i have seen quite some development from the time that i've come here like there's been talking about it uh, there was also like pride month celebrations in india there was wow. there are quite some movies that are coming around this topic as well and you know from the time that i've told my sister and because she's close with my parents she's she's in the same house as my parents she tries to push them in the direction to watch these movies and educate themselves Aww. on these issues So you know she's been really trying to like just get them to open up and understand that this is also normal that this is not just a phase or it's not something that's wrong or it's not a decision somebody makes it's just the way that they are you <laughs> yes. know so it's been nice it's been nice and that exposure's coming through and my parents are looking at it and understanding that you know society consists of people from from all sorts of identities and all sorts of sexualities and i think that's been really helpful as well yeah, yeah. i'm really glad your sister is trying as well to um you know um help the situation so that it's yeah. a lot better when you go back and um go like come out to your parents mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 no that's true i love that you're building support um for yourself um when you're coming out to your parents um what other advice would you give to someone who are experiencing something like you mm-hmm. um to be very honest i feel like everybody's journey is very different um you know everybody has their own ups and downs and everybody has different ways of coping with how they feel about coming out um there's just this one thing that my partner used to say since he um is a trans man so that's also not that is also something that's uh that belongs in the queer community that's not something that's easily accepted everywhere and to be honest like one thing that he always said was that before coming out to anybody else it's really important that you come out to yourself Aww. because a lot of people a lot of people who might be gay or you know who might belong in any other community are not able to say it out loud to themselves that they are you know a lot of times and coming from communities that are not very easily accepting of these things sometimes we push it down a lot like we try and force ourselves to not be that person because we know it comes with its own struggle so i feel like the biggest step towards this is coming out to yourself is being able to you know tell yourself that this is who you are and nothing's going to change it like you you can't just sleep one night one night and just pray that okay next day you're not going to be gay <laughs> and just wake up straight you know so it's just going to be you and you have to accept it first before you can make anybody else accept it because once you know it and once you accept it i feel like it makes it much easier to talk to people because you're confident about yourself and then once you're that i think you should always start with people who you know are going to love you no matter what you know no matter i mean i understand parents do but it does get tough with parents because you know they belong to a different generation and they have certain expectations of us um and that sort of you know sometimes that's not the best option but i mean if you do feel very close to your parents go for it you know if you feel like they will be accepting go for it but yeah like for me it was my sister my cousins because i knew that they are like the same age group they're going to be people who who know about these things and they're going to love me for no matter no no matter what and that's why i opened up to them first and the way they talk about it the way they give you confidence it helps you so much you know just knowing that those people are just going to be behind you right behind you when you talk to your parents or have these difficult conversations i think it makes the journey all the more um it it makes it easy and it also makes it like it just really you just feel supported and that's like a good 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 start So 
yeah just come out to yourself first and then just go up to the 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 most the, the closest people the most important people who you think are going to be there for you no matter what mm. yeah that is so beautiful pala um so the most important thing is self acceptance basically mm. yeah yeah um Anything else yeah, right? I, no, I just I just wanted to say that a lot of times we also um you know forget and a lot of times people do get angry when our parents or um yeah any any of our close ones don't accept us you know and a lot of times we we just think that they're going to accept us immediately which is not going to happen you know we just have to understand where they're coming from because the way they've been brought up is very different from the way we've been brought up we have the internet and we have social media and they didn't and they didn't have that exposure you know to know all of this so yeah i feel like we really need to be patient with them as well we mm-hmm. have to talk to them and educate them in the right way not make them feel that everything that they've known for so long is wrong but it's just that they will have to unlearn certain things that they've learned throughout their life because you know it's just that now people are coming out and talking more about it um yeah it's it's out there and they can see it it's just about they just want to live in denial sometimes that you know <laughs> this is not normal and this is not how we were brought up yeah but yeah, i think it's what you just require is patience and resilience and i think i think if you just yeah resilient and if you want to make them understand that they will understand it one day you just have to be patient with them yeah mm-hmm. i love how comforting you are as well talking about this um cuz i yeah. know that it must have been a really big struggle for you when it was happening but now you're mm-hmm. like at like 2 years of your relationship and like 2 years of learning about your queerness um so mm-hmm. you are talking through experience like you know like you already yeah. gone past that that phase of your life where you were still trying to figure out yourself but now you're at this place where you can give advice and you know understand like oh I was like that before yeah No it feels good definitely and it's nice because if like if I was in that situation and if I had somebody telling me these things it would be nice to know you know just know that okay somebody like me has made it that far and that means I can do it too so I would like to be that person for anybody else who's out there struggling or questioning themselves because mm. I mean the world is already hard you know it's not easy to survive in a world where there's covid and there's there's just so much like there's social media and you get there is so much negativity around you don't you don't have to be like harder on yourself you know you have to love yourself the way you are and the earlier you accept it the easier and more beautiful life becomes mm. so definitely i'd love to help anybody out there Aww. yeah thank you so much fala um one last thing i like for us to talk about is well-being um so i'm sure you know with your um with learning about yourself and self acceptance um there are days where it's hard you know like i'm sure like it's not linear like healing isn't linear you know it's like sometimes there are bad days um so what do you do during bad days how do you take care of your well-being hmm that's a very nice question because um it's been a recent development for me to like focus on my well-being because back at home um sometimes it's not very easy to hold conversations and make people understand that you're not and especially with the whole stigma around mental health to be honest like also from where i come from i mean nobody treats uh mental health issues the way they treat you know physical health issues like if you have a fracture well that's a real thing but if you have depression it's like oh you'll get over it like it'll get fine it's okay you know you don't treat it with the same um uh, care um back in india so for a long time i would just like keep things inside 
myself not talk to people just be like it's fine i i think i'll be okay i would overthink it get anxious all of that but i never learned to take care of myself but once i was here and there was nobody to like fall back on and just be like okay yeah whatever you know somebody's cooking for me it's okay mom's going to cook or oh my laundry's being done when i had to take care of everything i realized that if i was not feeling good inside i was not going to be able to do anything else in life like if i'm not feeling good i don't feel like waking up from the bed or cooking or eating anything at all like i would just lie in bed and not do anything because you know you don't feel like it and that's when you realize that mental health is important because it starts affecting all the rest of everything in life and that's why well-being is so important and once i realized that um yeah i did start taking care of it i did start communicating better you know i started talking to people um whether it was just venting out to somebody or just being like okay just you know having a conversation uh, even if it was you know something to a person that i've been wanting to say for a long time or trying to just clear out something i understood that communicating is going to be the best way around it so i just started talking to people i just started understanding um my feelings better you know trying to and just understanding that if something was causing me stress how can i try and um you know just just make it a little lighter for example just go out for a walk or listen to a nice song or just like watch a movie that i know makes me feel good like one of those you know feel good movies that i've watched yeah. like a hundred times but watch it over again because it just makes you feel good and it's okay like sometimes you know taking a break is not equal to giving up it's just you need a break sometimes you just need to take a break so that you're not going you know it's not going to lead you to a burnout so that you prevent yourself from getting there but just like take care of yourself because you are the most important person for yourself you know if you can't be happy yourself you're not going to make anybody happy like for a long for a lot of people and for a long time for myself i thought it's okay if i'm going to talk to somebody about my sadness i'm going to make that person sad but that's not how it works yeah. you know talking to somebody helps so much because it eases your pain it eases your discomfort and sometimes they give you beautiful advice which which helps you and you must have never thought of it that way they give you so much perspective right so yeah i feel like well-being is important and there are lots of ways to just feel well whether it's just eating a tub of ice cream or whether it's just you know going for a movie but yeah just do whatever makes you happy i think that's that's whatever makes you happy like dancing or going crazy do it mm. but because life is short and that's not going to be nobody's going to judge you and it's just you have to take care of yourself because if you don't you can't rely on other people to always take care of you so yeah i feel exactly. like that's important Yeah. Um what's interesting is that, you know, we learn about all this when we're in New Zealand, you know, like cuz we're you're back in yeah. Asia like the these things don't exist. So a lot of self reflecting and self realization happens when we're abroad, which is really, yeah. you know, interesting how that that happened, you know. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it comes with a lot of independence and freedom. Yeah. And um you realize that you are responsible for yourself nobody else is yeah. you know if if something happens to you here your parents are so far away and your family is so far away like they they're going to it's going to be impossible for them to you know do anything from that far away you have to take care and just you know get yourself back up and tell yourself that you're worth this and everything's going to be fine and exactly what you said earlier that everything happens for a reason and mm. it's you just have to look at the bigger picture and count your blessings and just be grateful and life goes on yeah mm. and like with covid oh my god especially like it dawned on me how life can be so short because yeah. you know people lost so many people and nobody saw it coming and you know there are people who make big plans for their life and then never get to see it 
so there's there's no point you know pushing yourself in a direction that's only going to lead you just more stressed and more tired and that's why it's just important to stop sometimes and enjoy the little things and be like you know what i'm grateful that i'm i'm seeing this day and i have these people around me and things are going to be fine it's going to be okay <laughs> i'm good <laughs> sometimes that's just important yes yeah. there is so much positivity in this world we just have to look for it and focus on that when you know we're sad mm. Um, thank you so much Pala for all the conversations you've given Um, you know I'm really interested to I I was really interested to hear about your well-being um, story Mm -hmm. you know that was that's something I needed um, these days Mm -hmm. winter you know you just feel like everything's so sad (laughs) I hope to see you again whenever you're down in Dunedin yeah sure um just want to add one last thing before i go is just that i'm so grateful that you have me on here today it's such a good platform and it's it just feels so nice to be talking to people out there and hopefully giving some strength to people out there um and it's just it's a very good good way to like just interact with people and um yeah it, it's just amazing i'm so glad that i was here today and you're doing an amazing job yourself. Oh, thank i'm so you. proud of you and i wish you all the very best so thank you very much Gina. thank you Bala. thanks for listening to connecting cultures features on rfm this podcast was produced by or fm dunedin with support from new zealand on the air